Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Rizzio. I'm founder and spiritual director of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Ask and Answer by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. And today I'm uh, with Barry Grant, and we're talking about um, some amazing stuff here today. And I think You know, I'm really, really excited about um, this interview for a number of reasons. One, I think that a lot of people don't really um, deal with what we're talking about today. And what we're talking about is understanding and accepting grief and learning from it. So welcome, Barry. How are you? I'm well. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. So let's talk about grief. Let's. I mean, we're going to try to do this in like 15 minutes, everyone, but we could spend years talking about this. So Barry, it has been my, um, it has been not my life's work until recently. When you talk about soul purpose, it took a while for mine to knock me on the head a little bit, but I always found myself in the room with someone else who had lost their mom. I lost my mom, Ellen, in 1993. She died quite suddenly of a brain aneurysm. Wow. And way back then, yeah, uh, at 50. And so way back then, there was little to no information, books. Um, I was the only person I knew, but um, as the universe would have it, kept putting other women in my path who had lost their mothers. And we would have conversations that made us know that not only were we not alone, but we were um, so much more alike than different, even if we had lost our mothers differently, you know, many from illness and sort of hit me over the head one day, like you're trying so hard for this not to define you and live with a way to honor your mom, but really the best way to honor her is helping others to know that grief is as much a part of life as it is death. And we need to change the vernacular and bring this out of the shadows so that people can actually process what they're going through, talk about what they're going through and not feel like they're going to spread their, wipe their sad all over everybody for doing exactly. Yeah. How do we start to do that? Um, One of the ways that I have found in my own work that suits me best is sitting and writing about it. And whether you're a writer or not, um, one of the magic um, pieces that I found along the way was um, The Artist's Way. It's a book by Julia Cameron that really changed my life. I started to write three longhand pages every morning that she calls morning pages, and now I call them morning M-O-U-R right. pages. Um, but they unfurl what's inside. And once I think you're okay to talk about that on paper to yourself, even to sit down next to yourself and see what comes, you can have easier conversations about it with others. I think finding groups Um, can be very enlightening. Um, I know that for me, I had nobody to talk to along the way. So I made a place where people could talk. Mm. And and that has been beautiful. Um, I think that the problem is that we 
we fear it makes us other and it makes us different. But I always say, if, if you start to talk about it, you realize that we're all walking around with a heavy stone in our pocket. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're grieving the loss of even a loved one. It may be that we're grieving the loss of a job, of um, normalcy, um, scarcity of funds. It, it can be anything. And I think that when we're vulnerable in those spaces, um, that vulnerability becomes contagious. And you find in um, conversations, brave and safe, that um, you can really open up and share. And you find that we're all the same along this long arc of grief, right? It, it pops up when we least expect it. And it will um, trouble you, I would say, if you don't, if you don't ex accept that we need to um, sit down with it and be with it. And, and much like um, meditation, it, it does need space to be with. Yeah. Where do you, uh, I think some, a lot of people aren't even aware that they're grieving. So what are some signs that they're kind of not allowing that mourning process or even to begin the mourning pages what are some awarenesses there for them? I, I think we deny um, a lot of our intuition. So I think um, something to awaken your soul to in those instances is to open up to synchronicities and intuition. You know, if you if you feel connected to um, a loved one lost, you can feel. Um, I know that it took me a very, very long time, but when I opened up to that and sort of took my hands off the wheel, I realized that the universe was there for me to help, to help me. Um, I saw all kinds of signs, numbers on um, the phone um, that would repeat. I don't know if you ever have any repetitive numbers, but I see 444 all the time. And I've learned that that's my all is well sign. Uh -huh. And I, um, I see ladybugs and birds. And okay. I think that it opened me up to realize that um, the veil is thin, that you can find ways of still being with, even if you um, feel that it is, um, something that you've never stepped into before, it really is quite healing. Um, I would say if you don't know that you are in grief, if you have a lot of pain that um, presents itself, um, if you start to talk to that pain, and again, th these are things that might seem unusual to people, but if you talk to that pain and ask what it's trying to tell you, you'll often realize that you have some unmetabolized grief some grieving in the body. And that's what happens. It creates um, dis-ease in the body, which can make us very sick in the end. So being in touch with pain. Um, the other ways, um, I mean, I think the number one way is to talk. And I know that not everybody is comfortable talking with someone. And that's where the writing comes in, because it's just another way to metabolize. There's a lot of science that shares um, that whether you are with those feelings um, 
on paper, when you write longhand, the body, the prefrontal cortex, if we get sciencey and nerdy about mm-hmm. it, responds in a way just as it would if you were actually um, with with the person that you lost. And in a similar vein, um, writing can um, heal with just the hand to paper in a way that writing on a computer um, cannot. So the tools to me are really getting in touch with naming it and also Maybe if you don't want to be in your sorrow, I would say, think about ways to celebrate the life of the person. Storytelling is a, an amazingly cathartic way of sharing the lives of those that are with are, are no longer with us, but keeping them with us in celebrating their stories. Um, I know that my mother never knew my children, and we call her Grandma Ellen, and I tell Grandma Ellen stories all day long. That's beautiful. So, you know, this is a kind of a unique time uh, in history across the board. Um, And there's a lot of grief coming up now. So what has been one of those questions that you've been asking your guidance now um, during this the last couple of months? Well, in this time of universal grief, I have to say, I feel like the world is better understanding because they're better um, for, you know, a sad way to to learn. Um, But we are seeing so much universal grief, not just lives lost, but um, as I said earlier, just this sense of of normalcy, uh, loss of jobs. So what I've been asking is how can I be on purpose? How can I be of service? And quite honestly, it's making space for a story. It's making space to gather shoulder to shoulder or Zoom to Zoom (laughs) where we can have discussions about um, what's going on because we are so alone at this time um, and so separated. It's finding that connection. So I think it's an awakening. Yeah. And, you know, it's a big question. And, and a lot of people have been answering it. Um, you know, master healers are saying out there, how can I be of service more? How can I be of service more? Um, which is huge. And I want to circle back to something that you said about um, seeing or, you know, having those signals and those signs that, um beyond is kind of thinking of you. And one of the the stories that I have is I always see those little dandelion fluffy things in the air when I know that like God and my dad are thinking about me. And uh, it's weird how those little fluffy things, like I'll be driving on a highway where there's no dandelions anywhere. And there's a fluffy thing that comes in through my car window, right? It's open and that's kind of universal law. We need right. to invite those in. And right now we're also in a time where the veil is very thin. And so invite them in, ask for signs, ask for advice, ask for what you need. And if you um, want to go deeper, I would say, write in question form what you need. Ask daily, this is this is what I need right now. And ask for guidance and, and trust and accept that it will come. Yeah. 
I feel like I have never taken my hands off the wheel more than during this time. And um, the, the people that I've met um, have just come into my life at just the right moment for us to be in this conversation from ER nurses and ER docs to um, all kinds of healers. Uh, um, I had never even had a reading until um, many, uh, about many years after she passed and um, was sort of in a denial space and thought that I was quite open to um, accepting my loss. And it kind of hit me over the head until I stepped in with two feet, like, how many people do you have to meet that tell you their story before you're sitting in the seat of the teacher and right. welcoming these stories in? And I think, you know, it's the oldest form of um, communication and community and um, just normalizing it, normalizing these conversations. You know, when I hear someone talk in the past tense, like my mom used to whatever, right? It's tuning in to the stories and um, I'll ask you the same story that I hear a lot of people. You said, my father, what was your father's name? Uh, Raymond John Eurizio the second. See, we need to ask these kinds of questions. And that may, in fact, open a conversation. And when we open a conversation, we metabolize what's in us. So we let it out instead of fester or metabolizing in another way that doesn't serve us. Yes. 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 And so just, just like those beautiful stories, there is nothing sad about dandelions blowing across the highway. It's a curiosity that we need to have within each other. And when we start to have those conversations, we realize that we almost all of us have a story of loss of some kind. Um, someone came um, to circle with me and said that she was um, mourning the loss of the friends that she had when she found her sobriety. So it's not always loss of a loved one, but these conversations expose us to things that we've never even thought of before. And I think that there may be some learning in, in sharing the story and finding out how someone else is dealing with their loss, whatever that loss may be. But to me, that's, that's unity. That's humanity. And that is, um, to me, what source invites us be to one another. Love it. So, how do people get in touch with you? How do they get more? You have some really special, unique things going on to help people. So how do people get in touch with that? Um, I started the memory circle. So um, like I said, just a place to sit shoulder to shoulder with others where you can be seen and heard in your grief, in your loss. It's a community um that's private on Facebook, a website by the same name, thememorycircle.com. We're at the Memory Circle on Instagram. We're always the Memory Circle. <laughs> and um, funny enough, uh, I was filling out a form, an intake form one day at the bottom of um, an interview where they were asking for some background. And at the bottom of the form, it said, um, is there anything else that you want to promote or for us to know about? And out of my pen came mm. the I had never done any search, any um, 
thinking about it. And uh, for a long time, I was in public relations and branding, and I had never once thought about it. It was almost just like something on the side that kept um, coming to me and meeting people in, in rooms where I was. And, and there it came on the page. And that day I opened all the doors and all the accounts and all of um, this to share everything that I've learned and to invite in a multitude of practitioners where we explore all the ways that you can metabolize grief. Love it. So what is one of the things that you want people to remember from our conversation today? Oh, gosh. Um, don't be afraid. I, I, I think that we have such a fear that we're going to bring people down. Um, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised uh, that when you do start a conversation or share a story, um, we're so much more alike and in the same boat as as we um more and more and more than we can ever imagine. And I I think I've also created an imaginal or maybe maybe it's a connection to the other side with my mom. Um, I find it to be very real. And so I invite you to tap into signs, ask for signs, write about signs, and ask for what you need from the other side. Beautiful. So my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Oh, gosh, based on um, my journey in finding my way without my mom, who really was like the best cheerleader you could have in your whole life, it would have to say, be proud of yourself. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for doing what you're doing and being here with us today. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. So thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answer by Soul. I'm Jennifer Rizzo. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community. Leave a comment, write a review, or contact me directly. And don't forget to contact all of these amazing people, especially this one. If you are have some awarenesses after listening to this conversation that you are not letting go of grief, let's uh, get you in touch and uh, let's help you do your morning pages and release that. So thank you, everyone. And don't forget, you are soul. So all you have to do is allow your essential nature to be free and to express itself. Thanks a lot. And bye for now, everyone. Hey, guys, it's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. 
Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.